If it's happening in high school sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight. Featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Ryan Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. All right, let's talk high school sports on the sports station WNSP. Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete, hope you are doing well and ready to maybe get into some of the good stuff happening on the Gulf Coast as we do every week. Michael Bronner sits in in the controls, and Brian, we've got a, a number of topics to get to. You and I had this conversation about a week ago talking about the importance of, you know, we, we always springing ahead with our high school football talk and discussions about the teams coming up and what we're looking for. And we talked about Murphy needing to hire that coach in the last few days. He got that done. Yeah, they did. And, uh, coach Justin Hanna is going to be uh, joining the Murphy Panthers, and he'll also be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Excited to talk to him, see his plans for what they're going to do in the spring, and then just talk a little football with them. And, and I'm with you. It, it's a great, timely hire for them to be able to go ahead and get that position filled so he can come in and, and kind of get things going as, as spring training comes in and – and I mean, especially with somebody coming in, new systems, things like that, you really, this is a critical time of year for them to get all that stuff in place and, and rolling. So, you know, Murphy is just trying to change the path. You know, that this team has not been where they want to be. We, we've seen teams back decades ago where Murphy is the premier power on the coast. And it's been some time, Brian, before we see this Murphy team really make a lot of noise when it comes to the team's competing strong for getting deep in the playoffs. So Hannah's coming in here first rodeo, right? As far as head coaching. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you change that mode at Murphy high school? What's he going to have to do over there? I'm going to ask him that too, but what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just, I mean, there, there has been so much turmoil and there's just, uh, and not so much turmoil, but just late changes, things like that. Folks not getting in there. You know, I'd be shocked if he comes in and has a great year next year because it's going to take him a little while to kind of get in there, get his systems going. And then the biggest thing for me and talking to other coaches around is that, you know, what kind of buy-in do you have from your players, not only during the season, but in off-season workouts? You can really tell about a program when you see how many kids are showing up in the summertime to do summertime workouts, uh, not stuff that's mandatory, but, but you know, how many, how many guys are really coming in and doing those volunteer workouts and things like that? And that's a culture change that you've got to make where guys feel that they're part of the system and, and they've got to commit uh, not only to you, but to the high school and to, to, to be a part of, of that program and put the time in to, to be part of it. And when, you're, when your team has gone through struggles, that participation to get these 6th, 7th, and 8th graders really that fire of wanting to play, it's going to take that special coach. And maybe Coach Hanna is the guy to do that. He's 35. Spent last year as a defensive coordinator at Jackson Olin and replaces John McKenzie, who heads up to Paul Bryan after one year down here on the coast. But Murphy is – Murphy is uh, they're wanting a, you know they're wanting a, a team for these Panthers to, to start blooming and you know maybe Justin's that guy to come in here and do that but uh, it's it's good they got him in the the spring practice is going to be so critical for this Murphy team especially in this region they're going into yeah and with and a lot of its numbers I mean you look at I'm sure numbers have been down when you start 
losing over the couple of years, all of a sudden not as many kids are coming out. I mean, I, I look at look back at Baker back in the day, and all of a sudden a Jack French comes in. And when Coach French came in, one of the first things he did was you know meet with as many of the underclassmen as he could, and he told them, hey, listen, we're starting something new. We're starting new traditions, and and we need you. And uh, you know if I if you commit to me, I'll commit to you. And all of a sudden numbers went from dressing fifty to sixty kids to I, now I think. Steve Norman told me that that they're expecting a little over a hundred and something kids out for the spring. So you know, with numbers, you have some luxury of okay. Now I've got some. I can put athletes in different positions. I don't have to play kids on both sides of the ball, and that's really uh, what Coach Antona has to do and come in and steal at Murphy, I believe. And I just think about. I don't know if it was a more impressive job, Jack French, what he did at Baker or Faith Academy. Because both these two programs were just, I mean, they were at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the region. And within two years, both of them were competing for playoffs, not just getting in. They had, you know, they had a chance to go deep, both of them. Yeah. There's certain people that you just watch and you just kind of sit back and, you know, shake your head at. And, but, if you look at the history of that career and, and what he's done, it's he's been successful everywhere he's been, and it's just been fun to kind of watch it. And then we get to be the beneficiary of getting to talk to him every yeah. once in a while about it as well. So we're going to catch up with uh, Coach Hand at the bottom of the hour. And Murphy now in their third coach in the last three years, Rico Jackson a couple years ago, and then McKenzie Lee's this past season, and uh, Justin Hannes comes in uh, for this year. By the way, next segment, Brian, we had another coaching move as Jimbo Tobert, well-known, done, has done a great job at Spanish Ford on the basketball side. We want to get his reasoning. He, he decided to go to a nice area. He's headed to Gulf Shores, still coaching basketball. Jimbo Tobert decides to, to make a move, and, and sometimes it's just, you know, a change is good. Yeah, and you you look down at the you know at the coast just in what Gulf Shores and Orange Beach have been able to do, um, athletic wise, what they're doing facility wise, and and they're really you know attracting some coaches to come down there. Listen, if if you had to live someplace, <laughs> not a place, yeah. not a bad place to have to go. And if I had to walk in and tell Karen, "Hey, listen, I'm getting relocated," and like, but we're going to Gulf Shores, <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> how how quick things would change, right? But uh, but no, they're doing some great things down there. I think that'll be a nice move for him, and I know he's excited to get down there and see what he can do in that program. That's why Coach Husband, he has some good, nice coaches to come down there. As- and coach on that staff with him down in Gulf Shores is probably not too hard to convince these coaches to come down here and, hey, come down here for two or three seasons. Yeah, Spend some time down here on the coast. It's a great area. Yeah, and his facilities, new facilities that you're getting, things like that. I mean, and, you know, we had Coach Hudsmith on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking to him about the spring ball and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, I don't know what else is going on down there, but if you follow them on social media, you, they've done such a great job through all the sports and what they're doing to promote their their brand down there. Um, if you're an athlete, you know you, you know that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be coached by the best. We're, we're going to have some great facilities. And then I'm going to be promoted as well. And that's big for these, these guys right now. I mean, I can't imagine having to go through recruiting with all the stuff that we've been through. And you're looking at NIL and other states and stuff like that. Kids want to know that, A, they're appreciated – that they're loved, and then that coaches are out for their best interest to help promote them so that maybe they can go to the next level as well. Right, right, yep. Uh, so I'll go back to Murphy real quick again. They made the hire this week. 
And this team is, is just trying two and seven last year. They were two and eight the year before. Uh, missed the playoffs in 2020 with a five and five record. They did get to the playoffs back in 19 with a six and five record, but three and seven record back in 17 and 18 back to back years. So there's just been a, a number of years. Murphy's just trying to get over that hurdle and looking forward to talking to Coach Hannon and, and to see about his excitement and what he sees ahead for a Murphy High School. We want to get to basketball. Uh, a lot of the AL.com, the area teams, state teams coming out. I, I picked up my land yap. I actually get it delivered. And Brian, I know at the station here, we get our land yap. And Tommy Hicks does a absolute super job looking at their – thought they made a great selection. There's, there's so many good players, but it was easy picking some of these players – between our uh, boys, 6A, 7A, all-area basketball team. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds. Uh, I do want to mention Michael Bronner. Speaking of basketball, we, we do a contest. We have fun with it. And, Michael, there's 26 entries, and this you know we're down to the Final Four this weekend. In our particular contest, I know you're not in this, but Brian is the only person. There's 26 entries, right, in our contest that we're in. We just put a little pool together. Right, in our final four bracket. Yeah. And that's 104 teams? Would that be right? 26 times four? That is correct. Okay. So 104 picks for the final four. Brian is the only one that had one team, which is Connecticut, right? And by the way, you won our contest, right? Did you win that? No, Scott Todd won it. Scott, I was Scott, like, well, hold on. When did I win something? Did I was so excited. Something? I haven't looked at my brackets in like two weeks because I thought I lost Scott everybody. Our, our football guy, Friday night, he's just in here two weeks ago. Scott Todd, by the way, Michael Bronner, had the only team, one team out of 104 picks. He had Connecticut, and that was enough to get him in. That was the only team, that only crazy? person that picked the Final Four team correct, huh? How about your bracket? How, did anybody do something like that to pick one or two teams in? <sighs> well, I was just curious. It's kind of a sore subject as well because, yeah, one the one person who had Connecticut in the Final Four won. Really? And uh, I had Texas, okay. and had Texas not collapsed, I, I was just barely behind. Had Texas beaten Miami, I was going to win the bracket pool. And, uh, you know, so it was kind of just wow. the cap to a – to a tough weekend, and uh, especially Texas was up big at one. Oh, they player. were up. Yeah, yeah oh. they were up. They were up. And, and again, you know, I'll I'll trade a bracket pool for for an Alabama win any day. Uh, like, no, the bracket would. was we're, whatever. We're not, yeah. It would have been a nice consolation prize, though. Just uh, you know, a little bit of money in my pocket. But yeah, I, I that's kind of exactly the same thing happened. I I, I will say I'm I, I'm glad I didn't also enter the same bracket in in y'all's pool as well. I was tempted to because <laughs> I thought it was perfect, and through through one round of the of the tournament i was like damn i i should have entered in in their bracket pool too well, I, you were I, telling us on our show that first it was day it like, was, hey, i went 14 and 2 on yeah. day one yeah yeah so, i remember right. that that's a press spotlight on a thursday yeah well yeah well <laughs> everybody's a hero on day one i had texas and gonzaga in the final four yeah that well. was looking good about Saturday morning, then yeah, blew at least up. Gonzaga didn't make, didn't uh, break your heart. At least they had the yeah. decency to lose by thirty in the Elite Eight. I thought after they beat UCLA on that yeah. Thursday, Friday, Thursday night, yeah. they came back one late. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you you came in and had a whole conversation one Thursday about Timmy. Yeah, you were and Timmy, you trust you were ready for Gonzaga to. Oh right. yeah, you were yeah. gone. Let's go, baby. Yeah. yeah. Nah. I had him winning it. Oh, that's a blow up. Yeah. Yeah, that was not not good for the home team. Hey, hey UAB's got a chance to win it. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Hey, look at this <laughs> lanyap um with their basketball, Brian. On uh, Phylon, uh, they you know, of course, 
a list of awards continue to grow for that guy over at Baker High. Still another year. Definitely, Brian, when they do the Mr. and Miss Basketball, he's got to be a strong candidate. Even though Baker didn't win a title, he's really good. The Auburn commit. There's one of the players listed there. Yeah, I'm going to be shocked if he doesn't get it, especially with all the national awards that you're seeing him uh, win as well. And, and one of the tops in that class. Man, Auburn's getting a great kid in him as well. So, But, yeah, just a lot of folks in, in that list. Um, and then our, our buddy uh, T- uh, Terry Canova being uh, Coach of the Year from 1A to 5A in the girls' bracket. Always fun to talk to on the show. He had a great run with UMS girls. So, yeah, make sure you pick up Lanyap. Maybe we can talk a little bit in the last segment about it as well. Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Jimbo Tolbert joining us next. New Gulf Shores basketball coach. Okay, we do it every week right at this time, talking high school sports on the sports station WNSP. Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete, every Thursday night at 6. You can hear Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. We always bring in football, basketball, and this time of the year we'll get into golf, basketball, salt, I mean, baseball, softball, a lot of good spring sports are taking place, and we'll be hitting on that uh, Let's turn our attention back to basketball a little bit. Some changes. I don't know if, Brian, you saw where a couple of changes this past uh, week. A well-known coach has been around different places. Drew Powell is going to take over as the new Saraland boys basketball coach. By the way, they have a new girls coach, too. Uh, Amanda Ninoff steps down at St. Paul's, takes over at Saraland. So, Saraland's got two new coaches on their side. And then uh, – uh, on the on the boys' side, Jimbo Tobert been at Spanish Fort a number of years, and uh, he has accepted the job down in Gulf Shores. I think he will finish the year at Spanish Fort. He's going to stay with the program, which is great throughout the year. And I believe he's. We talked to him last year. He's coaching golf. I think he's still doing that with with Spanish Fort, Brian. So you just never know. Changes people move around, and um, you know, any surprise there. And you know, you know, and I, I love the fact that it, if Coach Tolbert's going to stick around and, and finish out the golf year, and then uh, make a, make the change down there uh, to Gulf Shores, uh, I, I was a little shocked to, to see. Uh, um, uh, I you just blanked her name. We just talked about her from uh, St. Paul's. Leave St. Paul's and Amanda Needoff take to uh, go to to Saraland. But man, Saraland's got such great things going on, and Jeff Kelly's doing such a good job over there, and fun program to be a part of and then you know making statewide news today i know everybody's kind of uh, glued to see pell city will uh, approve rush probes tomorrow so taking the How about that yeah the position that steve mass vacated up at pell city to come down to theodore uh rush probes on the agenda apparently for eight o'clock tomorrow morning to get the board approval to uh join the staff at pell city high school boy that resume for rush probes how about that <laughs> You, what do you think about that? Is uh, are you shocked? Yeah, coming I, back to the state. I, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, it just I, I don't know. It, do you, you and, and listen, I don't know 
the gentleman, I, and, you know, and you read into stuff and who knows. And, you know, it, it just it, it's a little odd that that it just seems like controversy follows some folks around. And, yep. and so and like I said, I don't know him. And then but just from what you read and stuff like that, it is interesting that that uh, programs are are um, they're still taking a chance on some folks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's going to be a tough region. Yeah. They were one and nine last year. And I know Steve Mass took over a program that, uh, by the way, they scored 70 in their last game. I was looking at their schedule. Pell City's put up 70 against Springville. So that was a positive way to end the year. Yeah. They went by 30, 70 to 40. That's a, I mean, I'm just looking at the record for this team. He's going to have his hands full with Pell City. And I, you know, you could think of hires that you question. Um, this is a program, I would say they're desperate, but. Who knows? I just think it um, it'll be interesting to see when you're competing in this six A. Going to be tough. Clay Chalkwell's in there, Center Point, Pinson Valley, some really good football teams. They're going to have to go head to head. I'm just looking at some of the the past records for Pell City. Boy, they've just had a hard time. And like the six A region down here, it's not easy to to win these these games in region play, especially if your team's struggling. Yeah, and and again, it goes back to. You know, I mentioned it in the first segment when you were asking me about Murphy. Um, you know, the buy-in, uh, not only your programs at the high school level, but but your feeder programs, and then kids coming in and doing off-season workouts and things like that. And from what I just have heard of that area, that's that's a hard thing to get kids to show up for volunteer summer programs and things like that. So he'll he'll have to make a whole culture shift, which I know Coach Mask was working on, um, but. But, you know, only end up there for one year and, and going to be back down here on the coast, which we're so glad to have him back this way. It, it, what was the biggest surprise between these two hires right here? I'm, I'm going to give you – so we, we know we're going to talk to the Murphy new coach in a couple of seconds, Justin Hanna. There's eight coaching changes down on the coast between Mobile and Baldwin County, I believe, this year. But if I'm going to give you two here. Who's going to have the biggest impact early? I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you pick between the two. Stacy Luker coming into Cottage Hill with his experience or Steve Mask stepping into this region with Theodore in the 6A? You know, I think I think Luker has some, some big holes to fill with some guys that left that program or that have graduated out. Um, I, I think Coach Mask has a, a better base to kind of build off of. I know he lost some some key guys, but with Brute on the defense and things like that, I mean he's got some 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 big time guys coming back that that he's going to be able to build upon. And plus, that community is so on fire right now for football. Um, I mean, two of the best crowds I've I've ever seen in high school football. Those two Saraland games they they hosted this last year. I think that momentum takes them into next year. Um, now, I, the fact that you got to play Saraland again, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and pretty much the whole sophomore class who will be juniors next year and state champions, um, you know, you don't I, want to say you're competing for second, but that's no, the, te- but, that, but that's I, the team. That's the team to beat, and even Steve Mask and the other coach in that region, they want a state title. Yeah. I mean, and they're about, and a lot of them are coming back. Yeah, 
They're the team to beat. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's funny because, you know, you think football season's over and Mr. Football continues to pop up on my Twitter feed every day because the same thing he did on the football field he's doing on uh, on track and field right now and, and burning up the times and the hundred and everything else. He's just – he's still – Ryan Williams fun to watch. But uh, so I, I just think that, that the momentum that, that Theodore has and, and what where Coach Collier kind of set them up Better chance to see quicker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just with with uh, with um, all the folks that have graduated Cottage Hill this year and that are moving on to play ball. You know. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. looking at the list. Yeah. Calvin McBride. You yeah. know, he's going to NC State. Yeah. Athlete. Really good athlete. Yeah. And the Thomas twins that were the basketball stars. They're not going to play basketball. They're playing at. They're playing football on the next level at South. Tyler and Trent. Yeah, one um, at South, one at UAB, correct? UAB, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, you know, Tanel Rouser, the quarterback, played some. He's graduated. Yeah. So Cottage Hill's got a lot of um, players to replace. But the great thing about a Stacy Luker coming in is there is going to be a lot of interest, and he's just done this for long enough to know how to attract the kids to come play. And um, – and done it I'm not going to be level. surprised to see this team competing, competing oh, no. in this region I, again next year. I'm with you. I mean, you know, we when we interviewed him last week and we were kind of laughing as we were reading the numbers of what he did on some of those Sweetwater teams and how he outscored folks. Uh, I mean, if there's one thing that you will know. They will be well coached and they will know, you know, uh, if, if, if he can find the athletes and the bodies to get out there. And he's used to that 1A, 2A you know, not dressing 60, 70 kids, doing that with 30 kids dressed out, 35 kids, um, a, definitely a great fit for that position. Just a lot of, of really good talent that graduated last year. Now, and, and Steve Mask has got – I'm just looking at two players. He's going to have to replace there. Will James, who really came on strong late, got healthy, headed to Mississippi State. And then Brandon Jenkins, uh, Braden Jenkins in the backfield. He was such a workhorse headed to West Alabama to play ball. That's two really good college athletes on the next level. So he's going to have players to replace. And I, I, what do you have, four titles at St. Paul's in 10 years? Yeah. So how does that, um, just the demeanor, you know, it's be interesting to watch him going up against in this 6A region that he's going to have to go up against. It's going to be a little bit different perspective, but. I'm not going to be surprised to see Theodore fighting in that top two or three spots. No, but he's got some key position on that defensive side of the ball, and you always look at those, you know, St. Paul's teams that he coached. You only had to score about ten to win because the defense was so stingy, and I think that's they're going to be good again. Justin Hanna, Murphy has named a coach, and he is coming down to coach the Panthers next year. We'll have him next here on the Prep Spotlight. Stick around, Sports Station WNSP. Welcome back to the Prep Spotlight on WNSP, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. 
We always keep up with the Joneses every week here on the Prep Spotlight Sports Station. WNSP and Brian, we you know talk about the big news this week from Murphy High School. Really important that they got their coach in, and we're going to hear from Justin Hanna hopefully in a couple of seconds as we're trying to connect with him. But the you know sad news came out of Murphy this week, and a well-known Marty McDowell. 63 years old, too young, uh, passed away. Just so many ties. I, I heard so many stories about people on the local Gulf Coast uh, of, of times around him, the impact he made. Played at Murphy High School, speaking of Murphy, and went on to play at Mississippi State. Just part of the Murphy State Championship game in the back in the mid-'70s. Played there, was a really good wide receiver. I just want to talk about Murphy had some – they had some really good teams back at, back in the day, and – Influenced in coaching, just Marty McDowell will be missed. 63 years old. I know he had a lengthy illness. Uh, I hated to see that news this week, but that just goes back to that those Murphy days. There's some good days in that past. Yeah, there really have been, and and you can tell the the impact he had on the community just as you follow social media and all the coaches that we follow and all the tributes that went out to him this week. I thought it was really nice, and and hated to see to see his passing. Uh, you know, for keeping up with Jones, for me, I'm going to turn a little bit to women's basketball, uh, talk about Sydney Westry, former Faith Academy Ram. Uh, she went on to play college ball at the University of Mobile, uh, where she was really a big part of that that team that went um, not only won their conference, but also went to an NAIA national tournament. And uh, this week, the University of Mobile has named her as the head basketball coach. So congratulations to uh, Sydney Westry, former Faith Academy Ram, now head coach of the Mobile Rams. I'm sure that made her family proud. That's uh, I'm sure fun to see the players locally have a chance to I, mean, I know your daughter is is in education, loves coaching, and just to see them continuing that love and passion, they can do it for the career part of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very excited for her. Yep. Hey, well, we, we, we've talked a little Murphy football. We've been talking about it for a while, but now we're going to have the opportunity to be joined by head coach uh, Justin Hanna. Coach, how are you? Everything's good. Everything's good. Just still, you know, um, just excited about – Excited about the opportunity, man, and just, you know, just taking it all in and and finally got boots on the ground, and I'm just excited. You know, we're we, we ready to work. Well, Coach, I mean, it's got to be, as you know, as we introduce you and as you kind of pull up any kind of social media down here on the Gulf Coast to see your name and see the words head coach in front of it, you got to be excited about that and just about the opportunity to kind of put your stamp on this Murphy pro, Murphy program. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. It's truly a blessing to be considered or even called a head coach. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited and thankful, thankful and grateful to be considered and called a head football coach. Yeah, I know when you and I talked earlier in the week, Coach, from Birmingham, uh, went to West End. I grew up in Homewood, so I was just right around the corner. But uh, I was probably out of town by the time you were. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little older than you are, Coach, so uh, we our paths never crossed there. But I'm excited about getting to meet you here. As you move down to the coast and you and you kind of get introduced into this program, I mean, what's kind of your first kind of order of business as as you like you said, boots on the ground, you're finally here and getting in front of uh, players from last year and starting to talk to the young guys about coming out for spring? Well, first thing is that 
first thing I want to do first is is just get some quality seafood, man. I just want I just want a good seafood plate. <laughs> you, but, found, uh, you found one yet? First thing, first thing first is just to get the kids, um, just to get the kids to just relax, get them to understand that hey, I'm here to win. I'm here to support you guys. I'm here to love on you guys, and I'm here for you. You know, I'm here for the community. I'm here for the student athletes. I'm here for Murphy. And just getting that established over and every day, just trying to just reestablish that very own statement within itself and just get kids to buy into it and get kids to just trust. That's what it's all about right now. The word of the, word of the day, the word of the month, the word from here on out is just trust. Let's trust each other and let's trust our teammates. Let's trust our teachers. Let's trust our administration, and let's trust each other. And let's let's get let's get to work. Coach, how much time have you? By the way, Pigskin, great to talk to you. How much time have you spent on the Gulf Coast? Um, I've been I've I've, I've been down here a couple of times. Uh, I played for the New Orleans Voodoo Arena football team, so I'm familiar with you know Mardi Gras. Well, I haven't I haven't had the mobile. Uh, Mardi Gras. I, um, when I lived in New Orleans, I was able to uh, get some Mardi Gras. But um, I've been on the coast a little bit. I did a training session in Gulfport in um, Biloxi at Parisi Speed School. Uh, so I spent some time on the Gulf. Um, I'm very familiar with, you know, Moss Point and and uh, Pasagula and, you know, Mobile within itself. Uh, I've been on the Bay a couple of times. All right. Have you been down here long enough to find that good seafood restaurant yet? I haven't. I haven't. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Just some good quality take the head off the crawfish, you know, and crab legs and, <laughs> and you know, shrimp etouffee, man. I'm wow. excited about getting a great meal. All right. We'll have to, we'll have to set them up somewhere, Brian. That's right. Give, yeah. him some, give him some tips. Have you met the team yet, Coach? Murphy yes, sir. yes, sir. I met I met the team Monday. Uh, Monday was my first day with actual boots on the ground, and and man, I was excited that they received me with open arms. Man, they were very excited to finally have a head coach. Um, you know, we talked for a long time, and you know, just their needs. I was able to ask questions about you know what are their needs, what are their concerns, you know, what would they like to happen, you know, um, how can I be the how can I be a better coach for them and to them. And they gave good answers, um, and I accept I accept the challenge. You know, I'm here for them. I'm here to win. I'm here to build a culture, and I'm ready to work. Well, we're joined here with uh, new Murphy Panther head coach, Justin Hanna. Coach, as we look back kind of at your playing history and, and, and what you've done, I mean, you know, I, I see that, that as a defensive back – a great uh, college career, also well, all-state selection back in 2006. So as you start head coaching, do you lean a little bit more towards the defensive side of the ball? Is that kind of where your passion is? Or, or, or tell me tell me a little bit of how that looks for you. Well, I'm a foot – I've always um... – I've always just been a good football player. You know, I think it's, I think football has kind of went away from the artistry of football. The artistry of football is simple. It's running, it's tackling. You know, we've created this new we created this new age where, you know, it's all about having these 
fabulous stats and we look pretty. We got shields and socks. All of that stuff looks good, but I'm, I'm an honest football player. I just believe in making plays. You know, let's let's make plays. Let's get the ball in our, our skill, our best player hand. Uh, let's block. Let's run. Let's tackle, you know. But most importantly, man, um, most importantly, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see and show that we are a disciplined football team. We are a fundamentally sound football team. All the bells and whistles, you know, I let those guys have that on, on, on another day. But Friday nights, it's all about being sound, being disciplined, and fundamentals. Coach, clear it up because I, I tell people this all the time, and you played the position. Defensive back, hardest position to play in football, yes or no? Um, all the rules today. Me personally, <laughs> I think it is. I think I think it is very, 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 very difficult. But the defensive end position is extremely tough, especially if you have a. It's extremely tough as a defensive end just because of the reads and the principles. Because you can get a down block and you can squeeze and get out leverage. You can get an arc block and if you and if you don't get hands on that guy. You know, you've opened that B-gap. So now you have to – you've extended that B-gap or expanded that B-gap. So the defensive end can be very, very tough just about, just about him reading his keys and him working his fundamentals because everything goes against his fundamentals. So the defensive end position can be very, very challenging. All right, Justin Hanna, new coach, Murphy High School, going to hit the sidelines this year. Uh, for these Panthers, Coach, I looked at your resume. Brian and I were just talking about, you know, the coaches that come in and the resumes. I know you you took your athlete athletic athletic ability to the next level. Uh, looking at a pro career, Cleveland Browns uh, on the CFL played six years in Arena Football League. I was just watching this past weekend the XFL. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Do, what are your thoughts on the? Not the NFL, but these other leagues trying to start up play. Do you think there's going to be like an XFL big success down the road? Yes, sir. I'm 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 very excited to see just because man, people don't understand. You know, the NFL means not for long, <laughs> not for long. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of guys that you see get drafted in the first round, and they maybe do two or three years. And then the one thing about going, one thing about getting to the top that you come back to the bottom. Mm. but you So staying at the top, you will come down. You just want to come down gracefully. And I say gracefully as, you know, look at your Brett Favre's. Man, his, his stats is impeccable. But when he came down, he came down gracefully. Um, um, Payne Manning, when it was his time to come down, he came down gracefully, mm. and there's other guys in, in the field who took a steep a steep downfall, but man, it's just not for long, man. And I think the XFL, the USFL, is is a great ordeal just because it gives these guys opportunities to stay afloat, give these guys an opportunity to expand their their um, professional careers. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I I think it. Uh, I, I've heard the name AJ McCarron. I know he's doing well in that league, and. The players mm-hmm. that not for long in the NFL, they don't want to stop playing. That The competition's in their system. They want to keep playing. And I won't be surprised if a player like A.J. McCarron played into his 30s. 
Well, you got to understand, man. You know, you got kids, not kids. You have guys like Lawrence Taylor who can really still, he can go out there and play now. If Lawrence Taylor wanted to, he can play now. If Mike Tyson wanted to, he can box now. Mm. You know, sometimes, man, that thing never goes, that light never goes out, you know. And a lot of people, even myself, you know, I can still, you know, do a couple of things. I probably can get a couple of plays, but, man, I'll probably coach <laughs> for another 30 years. I've played for so long, and I may coach for 30 years. You know, that, that light never goes out, man. I'm just thankful that now I'm at a, I'm at a place or I have the opportunity to pour that into kids to, so they can beat me. They can, you know, they can break my record. Or, you know, they can they can overcome or achieve the things that I didn't get to, man. So I'm very, very thankful and grateful to be able to have a stage or a platform to where I can give back to a kid for him to go farther than I did. Yeah, we're not going to be surprised to go past Murphy during, uh, during uh, I guess, afternoon practice and see Coach jump in on the cornerback position. You'll have that jersey on, Brian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, can oh, feel, yeah, yeah. I, I, you can hear it in your voice. Listen, I'm 54, and if somebody says, hey, come on, I, I still take the challenge. I'm not good at it, but I, yeah. I'm still stepping up. Hey, Coach, listen, we sure appreciate your time. We, we wish, wish you the best of luck, and we'll be following the Murphy Panthers and, uh, and excited to see you as you get – Put your stamp on this program. That's Coach Justin Hanna with the Murphy Panthers. And stick around. We'll be right back after this break here on Sports Radio segment ryan Gennard, pigskin pete good to have michael bronner in here every week as well man always fun talking high school sports brian i i, I know murphy's got a good coach there i could tell the passion in his voice um you know he, he's got his hands full in this in this region for the murphy panthers a, a team that did get the playoffs back in 19 that they, they missed the last six out of seven years can he get coach hannah get it done over there yeah but you know what i love the a lot of things that he said the, the first of all when a coach has a meeting with his players and and kind of he wants to gauge where they are and then ask them, you know, what what is it we need to to earn your trust and for you to buy in this program and us all to have trust in each other and let's work these goals out together. I, I I love that approach and what he says and 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 like you and I were talking at the break as well. You, you still hear that fire and that passion of not only as a player, but 
now as he's a head coach, kids know. I mean, they they can feel that. I felt it from him that you know he he loves the game. I, I was I wholeheartedly when I asked him that question, I was like I was ready for him to jump on the soapbox and say, man, as a cornerback or a defensive back, we have the roughest job and da da da. He's like, no, nah, I wouldn't want to be a defensive end. I mean, I, I wouldn't either. Now with RPOs and all other stuff, how do you gauge where yeah. everybody's going? But you know, he he's defending other people's positions, and but you hear the passion and the love of the game, and I'm sure that came across as he met with his team. So he says he's 35, yeah, and I could tell in his mind he's like, yeah, XFL, I could do that. Yeah, I'm ready to play. Yeah, he, he's it's hard to get it out. Oh, um, it is. But I I think that's great, and it's going to reflect on the players too. I think that passion and that energy is going to. I think that's one of the strongest parts of just early going if i had to guess what's going to help this murphy team is that that energy he's going to bring and that's let's just hope murphy gets that uh, turned around a little bit so uh you know we talked a lot about the maybe mention a couple of more players on the girls side in this uh high school basketball all area team lanyap did a great job tommy hicks on that and by the way michael bronner did you keep up with the uh nit uab or Alabama team made it all the way to, you know, the NIT championship game, and I went and Googled to make sure there wasn't any local players that happened to pop on that team. I, did, I didn't see any, but you keep up with all that, don't you? They are exciting. Yeah. I mean, Jelly Walker and, and UAB, and it's a, they're, they're playing a Conference USA team in the championship of the NIT, so yeah, I think uh, Charlotte from the Conference USA won the CBI. So your Conference USA team's going to win the NIT, and FAU is in the Final Four, so it could could have a clean sweep for the Conference USA if uh, if I you know FAU is not going to win the national championship. But hey, hey let me let me tell you right now, you never know. <laughs> I know Connecticut's the favorite, yeah. But right now, I'm the Florida Atlantic. They're they can, good. They can win oh, this yeah. thing. They're yeah. really good. Hey, I think they're going to beat San Diego. I, I said this the other day. I think Florida Atlantic's going to beat San Diego State in a, in a close game. Yep. I think UConn will beat Miami by like 10 because uh, Miami's good too. And then, unfortunately, it'll be boring, but I think UConn will handle FAU pretty easily okay. on Monday night. Right. And, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. So who who I, I, shows up as FAU's pep band? I mean, haven't they, other teams been – like whoever the local team is kind of been showing up because they didn't have the a – the, I think that was FDU oh, that you're thinking uh, of, Brian, oh, the, the one sorry. that beat Purdue. Yeah. I, unless I'm mistaken, I think it was FDU <laughs> Same that thing. didn't have a pep <laughs> yeah. band. Well, you know, they're both they're – both, uh, Apparently I watch I games different than Florida everybody team. else. <laughs> I was about to say they're both Florida teams, but FDU is in New Jersey, actually. I will tell you this about UAB so I I was actually at UAB when uh, Andy Kennedy was actually playing there and you know I know a lot of his stats um, the young man that's playing guard for him broke a few of his records all-time scoring records and stuff but I'm telling you not only well Andy Kennedy had a head full of flowing hair back in the day but boy he could shoot the lights out of the ball I mean he was fun to watch he'd gone off I think to North Carolina State and played one year and then transferred down when Gene Bartow was coaching that team but Man, he's, he's he's a fiery coach, but he was a fun college player to watch, and I got to see him play a lot of games at Bartow Arena. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Time flies. It does. We're getting old. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I mean, how much – you know, that's one of those – and we, we keep talking, and we've talked to a couple of coaches that have come back to, to play at their alma maters or coach at their alma maters, and 
And so you look at an Andy Kennedy who went off and coached Old Miss and had success there and now comes back to UAB and has a chance to do something that's never been done at UAB before. And I'm excited for him. I enjoyed getting to know him a little bit in college because I was working in the athletic department there. Did you spend all your money from that bracket championship I gave you a while ago? Yeah, you, I was so excited. Scott Todd I, is upset. Yeah, I went from <laughs> I went from first to twentieth, and like, and there was only twenty six people in the bracket. I was like, I won yeah. <laughs> last time. I I'm glad I didn't enter because then it would have just been a double. It would have been the same situation. Yeah. Like one Final Four team is all it took apparently because I had a good first couple of rounds. You so did. I think if Texas had made it, I probably would have won that pool. <laughs> but uh, no, I, it would have been a double. Wow, I just lost. Hey, and I remember the reason you told us why you didn't get in ours and you said because you thought everybody would have alabama and there'd be too many teams going against your right yeah i well and we had what that that certainly was a reason the 26 i believe there were 11 12 he told me he didn't enter it because he knew that you'd proclaim him the winner in the first segment (laughs) and then break his heart in the last (laughs) just end it early michael bronner yeah he's gotta do it to me thanks bronner deal with enough on this on these thursdays at six i didn't need that too Hey, a couple of couple of notes here. Uh, Philip Murphy, I thought one of the best jobs coaching this year. What yeah. McGill did as as deep as this team went uh, for the jacket program. Jasmine Bingham over Theodore, the girls' player, one of the top players down here on the coast. Great job for her over Theodore. Yeah, and if I'm not wrong, she's only a junior, so she has another year for Theodore. And man, she was big for him last year and the year before. I look for big things out of her in her senior year next year as well. The names we've mentioned many times, Lindsey Cox over at McGill, uh, a super year career she's had over there. Anna Reed McNeese over at McGill. Also, you know, Justiny Dixon at Foley. Tommy Hicks had mentioned some of these first-team players. Emily Flanagan, head coach at Foley. She was the coach of the year on the girls' side. And Bennett Russ at McGill, Spencer Sims, Fairhope. I mean, so many good players down here. I think the, I think the Gulf Coast, Brian – we're picking up our basketball. We're gaining up on the north. We, we really are. And what about what Garrick Treywith did over at uh, St. Luke's? He was coach of the wow. year from 1 to 5A yep. and so well-deserved. Uh, Girls and boys coach. Boys, yes. Yes. So. All right, we're going to wrap it up. See you next week. Prep Spotlight.